let's take a look into the future of time has passed. I deliver stone and steel gates. <laughs> I can barely do it as a dragon. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh, ooh, geez. Ooh. Oh, fuck. You hear all these voices coming in, and as these voices fill the space in your heads, you know that with the decision before you, while there are no wrong answers, lies great consequences. Natural one. Oh! Oh! Nobody. weird limbo of not weird we're in another void and yeah, it's weird. we hear voices yeah not weird and at we all. don't hear each other i'm concerned it's Arento. he's he's back cheeky naki there's your voice revealed on the map why dolton so is you... small because <laughs> your path is small because you're small people <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm small. Mick is just because your ego is your skill is small. (laughs) (laughs) You take that back. It's one thing to say it about Mick, but not Doldrin. (laughs) Let's uh, let's set Doldrin up for his second archery challenge. Yeah, please. (laughs) You have to use like your feet to shoot two bows at once. (laughs) (laughs) All right, as each of you are sitting in this void, and like I said, five, six minutes past, you begin to hear different voices coming from different directions. They're all entering your heads. As the void begins to go from a just nothingness to this kind of swirling black smoke that you are all very familiar with. You feel as if the room you stand in is endlessly large, There's no boundaries, yet you feel kind of squished by this black smoke, claustrophobic. You hear all these voices coming in, and as these voices fill the space in your heads, you know that with the decision before you, while there are no wrong answers, lies great consequences. Each of you hears one voice come through your head at first. Some may have already proven their path, and thus have an easier choice than others. What will you choose? Tanigal, you hear three different voices coming from three different directions. You hear your mother's voice, Silbellus's voice, and Amanda's voice. Doldrin, you hear three different voices. You hear Jasper's voice, you hear the hooded figure's voice, and you hear the gnomish lady's voice, the one that was casting spells on you. And like your flashbacks and stuff. Leon. You hear the other Leon's voice. You hear Pinello's voice. And you hear the two kids that you saved. Voices. Tota, you hear your tribe's voice. The other Tota's voice. And Aster's voice. Mikael, you hear Human's voice. Herindel's cries. And Fern's voice. Each of you have a decision. Feel free to take your time. Let everyone knows what's going on in your characters' minds, but you cannot converse with each other about it. 
Does anybody have a decision? Yes. Already. I do. Okay. Of course I do. Doldrin being uh, very clear and wise here and kind of having said so earlier, uh, Jasper and Doldrin are completely at peace with one another and Jasper, Doldrin was kind of the agreement Jasper made in, in taking the path that we've walked so far uh, that, hey, this is this was the best way forward, and both Doldrin and Jasper are of a mind that they know what they want to become once the trials are done, and how they want to prepare the world to defend against this situation again. And so Doldrin doesn't trust or want help from the hooded figure. Uh, that the gnomish spell lady is a thing that he doesn't know, trust, or want to risk, and the only one of these three that he has any faith in is himself, and he chooses to follow the Jasper voice. Okay. My question becomes, is this, like, three directions that are calling me, and then I have to follow one of them? Yes. Do I hear what they're saying? It's a conglomerate of mismatched words of Tanagul, come here. Your mom's like, we need your help. And Mander's like, you you have to come this way to complete the Starstone. And then you hear Silbellus's voice like, don't leave me behind. Oh, fuck. Okay, somebody else go in and thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I have a similar question, but it's a little bit simpler because s- similar to Doldrin, but in the exact opposite direction, both Leons have kind of accepted the fault of what happened, and so we understand that, you know, our goal is to save others, so I'm not going to pick myself. My only question is, what is the tone of Pinello versus the tone of the children? The tone of the children is much like you remembered them. It's very, very, like, proper, yet a beat if that makes sense i mean they're still kids but they're also trying to present as proper and Pinello is her usual balloony naive self and when you say it's the children we saved it's the ones from the very first episode right the no this is the children you saved oh your manner oh okay Ooh. oh oh geez this is so rough i gotta I I think I I'll, I'll take a minute but I think I have an answer but I'll I'll let someone else answer. If you have an answer go for it honestly. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm going to go like Pinello is safe, Pinello is comfortable, Pinello has her family, like she doesn't need guidance. Those sh- like it, it has to be those children. It's 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 not and his decision is not this is ret- uh atoning for Leon's past, this is, those children are still children and they need help, right? His whole thing is where Saren Ray is protecting, protecting the redeemed, right? Those who need redemption. His is protecting those who are lost, right? Pinello has never really been lost. Leon is no longer lost. The only ones who are currently lost are possibly those children, depending on what's left. Like, he needs to go to those kids for the sake of family. All right. Now, oh, were you going to say something, Tentacle? 
No, I am heavy sighing over here in panic. <laughs> hear me out, Waffles. Hear me out. Okay. Are you hearing me out? I'm listening. Okay, so uh, the man that is Mick uh, st- struggles to identify with either like the human he once was and the form that like was created in like this avatar thing, which is kind of represented by Herenthal. And recognizes like fern as kind of a spawn of these kinds of uh, their like actions or like some result of changing can i choose none of the voices and just walk forward you can try i'm going to try okay uh that leaves toda and tanigal toda is um also similar to leon um, looking at his old self and hearing that voice um, honestly it seems so far away compared to the others and when you say tribe do you mean the tribe that Toto the Druid grew up with or the tribe that uh, Toto was born into the original Toto the tribe that Toda the Druid grew up in. And Aster is is his tone similar to how Leon asked, is it um, or is it more like a Mander where it's you'd need to do uh, this thing to continue, or what is his vibe? It's a very like uh, authoritative but not rude vibe. He's like like you forget them you have to come to me very calm voice he is clearly attempting to get you to follow him he never says anything along the lines of you have to do this to continue but yeah and amanda has been saying that i need to go to him to pass the star stone yes well he never said you need to go to him to pass the star stones but he he basically said it, it is the correct choice. Like, you, you need to do this. This is for you. You need to do this. Okay. Do you need a moment, Toda? Yeah. Um, so she she kind of, like, listens in to Silbellus's voice and, like, hears herself. And she, she steals herself because she... There's the naivety... That was Silbellus and her lack of understanding of like anything that was going on. And she doesn't want to leave her behind, but she understands that she already has left her behind. So she then turns her uh, her ears to Amanda's voice and her mom's voice. Her what is her mom? She's she's saying come here. Is it in a motherly way? Is it in a protecting way it's in something between a motherly and a almost like pleading way like in a way that she needs she knows she needs you to come there I thought I had this (laughs) um so Amanda has helped her out but then he also went quiet and her mother is her connection to Aslant, to the Aslanti-like 
in her blood as well. Both, I suppose, as Silbellus and Tanigal now. She thinks of Amander as someone who stayed alone and sacrificed everything and his love to be a foundation of knowledge for her in his little orb. And so she thinks of like what Leon said about like deciding what they what they stand for. And she's doing this to help the people she cares about. So she's going to her mom. Okay. Toda. <sighs> Toda thinks on what each of the different paths means. If he takes the path of the tribe that raised him, he feels like while that may be committing to protecting those who fall into similar situations, those are people that he also left to um, forge his own path and going backwards feels like a regression that is completely contrary to what they're doing here. And he feels like if he follows in Aster's footsteps, while he respects and appreciates how much of a mentor Aster was, it's he doesn't want to follow in the same path. He doesn't want to just sit and protect the same group of people solely and watch over the land of one single area. He wants to fulfill what it is that he was originally set out to do, and he looks in the direction of his past self, the self who was a naive kid whose family told him he was meant for something better, and thinks about everything that they gave up when they um, sent him to save the world, essentially, as he now realizes was his purpose. He leans into that. It's this is all because of what they set in motion, and he feels like it's his responsibility to be that Toda and continue and take that mentality forward. He wants to be there to help the whole world and protect everybody that he can. And, um, so yeah, he, he goes towards his old self. All right. Mick, as you continue to wander, attempting not to really focus on any of the voices, they continue to call out to you. Make a will say. You die. Oh, man. These darn voices won't leave me alone. Natural one. Oh! Oh! Well wait, 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 wait. He can only do better, guys, right? Okay, only Jim, do better. Jim, <laughs> Jim gave me a hero point, and it's gonna it's gonna go away after this Nat game. One. So I gotta Nat use one. it or lose it. I can't it's not gonna go again. away. 38. Oh. It's not gonna go away. I already used it. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You hear these voices calling out to you, and you freeze for a moment and just begin looking between each of them, knowing that 
you have to pick one of them. And then, like, in that moment, you steal yourself and grit your teeth and continue walking forward as you decide to pick none of them. Each of you are met with a door in front of you, just kind of like while you're walking to the voice that just kind of appears. I open the stupid door. I check to see if the door has a lock on. Check for traps. Uh, Do you get a magic sense from this door? uh, (laughs) I am now wondering if uh, Mick did the right thing and not be influenced by anybody. I won the campaign. (laughs) (laughs) I opened the door. Yeah, uh, we opened the door. Okay. You all open the door and are greeted by these sandstone tiles on the other side and four ridiculously large chests, as well as a door in the middle of all of them. As I'll reveal really? all this to you. The loot's <laughs> Wait, when you say a door in the middle of it, is the door just sitting in the middle of the room, or like... <laughs> no. Yeah, he just revealed Oh, it. sorry, I was tabbed out. This is a loot room. <laughs> Guys, I dropped my key. Who's got my key? Oh, thanks. <laughs> Looking around is everybody there do i see everybody yeah you all as eerie as it is step out simultaneously oh <gasps> open all the is everybody in. okay it, for me it was pretty easy i yes except i may have bent this key and i <laughs> show it and I look really guiltily at Mick. Can you fix it? Uh, bring it to you. <laughs> See? Invaluable. And I give it to him. <laughs> he gives you like an amused look as he looks it over. Do I think I can bend this like back? Uh, You think it's definitely within your realm. I'll okay. need a crafting check though. If it, uh, if it breaks, then um. I might be able to fix it. Okay. Okay. So, worst case scenario, I snap it. And then I will try and fix it with a 38. Whew. Are you sure the key DC 35. You're nice. able to, you take your time, like two, three minutes pass, and you're able to bend it back to where you need it to be. I flash a grin and say, you're the best, mate. Thank you. You're welcome. Now let's see what's in these chests. Did you all get your yes. keys as well? And I turn towards Doldrin and Toda and Leon. <laughs> Wait. Uh, key? I found, <laughs> I found mine in the bottom of a pool by a waterfall. Mine was hanging over a pit of oblivion. I just had to win a few games of cards. It was really no problem. You played cards. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> I, I walked around it and I just walked to the door. Hmm. I I do lift stone and steel gates. <laughs> I can barely do it as a dragon. <laughs> there wasn't a key anywhere. I, I, what do you mean you have Tanico to play cards? Is, yeah. and genuinely walk. like laughing. Yeah, I, like, I think Leon is like trying to hide it, but he's snickering pretty obviously of like <laughs> imagining this. What do you, you have, have to do, Doldrin? 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's just say I did it and fuck that room. <laughs> that difficult, huh? I can only imagine the horse. So we have three keys total? Yes. It seems like it. I look at the four chests. Well, which three? Uh, Did the keys go into any of them? I try. Actually, yeah. Are the, I, I are the chests look marked? for permission, but I'm like, is this one good? Can I try yeah. it? I give thumbs up. Unless Those there's a sign the on the chest. the chest. All right. Okay. As you move up to it, you see a pretty small padlock, especially compared to the chest, but you bring the key up, it slides in. You like start to turn it. You don't op- you don't unlock it yet, but you can tell it's going to click over and it's going to unlock. Okay. By the way, just looking and like I wasn't really thinking about it, but now looking at like the size of our tokens to the size of these chests, they're like comically large. Yeah. These chests <laughs> like- these chests are huge, like no joke. You think to see inside them like you're going to have to like crawl inside them. <laughs> Excellent. Imagine the loot. Oh, uh, yeah, it fits, guys. Doldren goes <clears throat> Doldren goes to the chest that somebody's not at and his scythe turns into a big ass hammer. Uh I wouldn't do that. Can we do these first? Yes. So we don't lose them? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm waiting. I, I, <laughs> I look to Tota and say, which of these two? If if those two have these two, which which of these two do you want to open? Left or right? I, 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 um Tota is going to uh Ping to go over here and ping detect magic to that's, see where the strongest source of magic is. <laughs> no, seeing seeing you do that, I'm gonna <laughs> like stop. That's not fun. Just pick one. It pings out, and you receive zero feedback. Just just pick one. It's fine. well. Oddly enough, you don't receive the feedback that you're used to canceling out, like Doldren mm. Scythe or anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh... Any mini money more catch a tiger by the toe. If you got let's make a day, fifty dollars every day. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> that one. Pick a damn chest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one on the right. Jeez. Okay. So I go over to the one, uh, the one in front of your door, or the one in front of mine, because depending on which way we're standing, this one. The right. The one, one in front of uh, Tony's yeah. door. So th- th- then we open. I'm this standing one. on top. Yeah. Okay. If they're doing it, I'm doing it. Yeah. All right. You too, Mick. I sure am. They're mimics. <laughs> all of the keys, <laughs> all of the keys insert. You hear a click as the tiny little padlocks pop open. You're all able to lift the chest. It's not heavy at all. It's almost as light as like paper or air. As you're able to lift the chest, it stays up. So you can all like lift yourselves up, kind of look over. And as you're looking over, you see a tiny piece of paper in each chest. Oh come on! <laughs> oh there, I love paper. I can I reach it? Uh you have to like crawl in the chest. <laughs> um, it's a crap. Can I? Okay. I'm just gonna look over at everybody else. Is there just a piece of paper in yours? I think so. It's hard to tell what's on it. Sadly, hey, totally no, it's, just, it's all gold. <laughs> yeah, no, it's paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just kind of smack his shoulder of like, <laughs> no, it's not the time. I mean, come on. Uh, I get it. I try to. If Toto wants to enter the chest, I boost him. If if Toto wants me to enter the chest, I'll get a boost and climb in mine to see what the paper. 
I fear this is going to be uh, it. You opened it, so if you want to go. Sure. I um, balance myself on the ledge of the chest so that I'm not like fully into it, and I'll just like reach down in there. I, I step in and like hold the chest up with one hand and just try and like reach down with the other. It's like both of you try to reach down and to realize just how deep this chest is. Like, it, like you had to climb 15 feet. It's like 15 feet down. I jump in. Okay. You jump in, the chest slams on you. I need a ref No, I'm just kidding. Saw that coming. Yeah, you jump in. You're able to grab the paper up in your hand. Each each of the other groups kind of get in the chest. You're able to grab the piece of paper. You come out with it. There's writing on it. it just from the GM's perspective, is it hilarious to watch us struggle over like the littlest things? <laughs> I mean, they were put in here for a purpose, so. I I kind I definitely expected a like cautious. Are, are they mimics? Is it another test? Like <laughs> a lesson in avarice. Ah, uh, when when they're all out of the chest. Dulgent smash. Okay. Dulgent smash. All right, give me an attack roll. <sighs> Leon's like I wouldn't do that as like splinters are flying. I know. I'm gonna smash. ignore him and read forty. <laughs> Roll the damage for me, too, please. It's bludgeoning because it's a hammer. Oh, shit. Are you, Ooh, aiming, well, wow. are you aiming at just the lock or the chest itself? No, just the lock. Like, I'm trying to smash that lock off. You go to swing at the lock. Your hammer is, like, stopped as you feel this force begin to, like, push against you. And you are blown backwards and take 39 bludgeoning damage against the runic door behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. I saw that coming. Hey, what's the thing? Oh yeah, something's blocking magic in here. So uh, yeah, it's this is uh, this is very high level stuff. Don't do that. We gather together to read the various papers. They all say the same thing, and as you're all reading them over, you realize you are holding what would be, while less powerful than the true spell, a limited wish scroll. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did you say what did you say again? A limited wish scroll. No, did you say session's over? Yeah, I said session's <laughs> over. No! No! <laughs> no I need a week to decide no. what we're gonna do. I'm not done! <laughs> oh my god. And you're all level 15. Oh! Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh Yo. boy. Alright. So much stuff happens at level oh, boy. 15. This is a ridiculous mm. episode and I loved every second of it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>